We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution. We are Elise and Aisha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators, and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're two women from the south side of Chicago taking the stupid out of natural hair. Welcome to Curls Disrupted, and today we're doing something a little different. We have invited a guest to join us today. Welcome, Asia. Hi, Asia. Tell us your name, tell us about yourself, and then I guess I could go into how we met. Yeah, I think that would be great. Both should, I think you both should tell, like, your version of how you met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I am Asia Walker. I reside in Los Angeles. Um, and I have a salon in Downey, California. Awesome. So let's explain before we get into how y'all met, like why we're doing this specific um, interview. It's actually a series. There's going to be two other interviews that connect with Asia's interview, but why this interview series is special. So we debuted our digital course, Tight Curl Theory. A couple of, was it months or weeks ago? I can't even remember. I mean, just August. <laughs> it was August. Just August. <laughs> um, because of Rona. So we did a complete pivot over the summer of 2020 uh, from live classes to digital classes. And we wanted to share with you how Cutty Kinky Education has shaped, changed, and influenced um, some of our folks' professional lives and personal lives. And these three are special because they have only been out or not just two of them. Well, one just graduated. One is about to graduate. And Asia, how long have you been out of school? Um, I'll be licensed in November, two years. So just two years licensed. Mm-hmm. And so this is why this is is special because, I, well, one, um, from what I've researched before I went to school back in 15 was that, you know, you go to school, you're going to have to be an assistant to somebody for like X amount of years. I think it was like two to five years before you could move on and start a business of your own if that's what you chose to do or be independent. And um, or even be like, I guess, the premier artist at a salon like those. It was like these steps. And what I'm realizing or even observing, I should say now, is that that's not the case anymore and that there is an opportunity for somebody out there, somebody like you that's listening, um, who may be deciding to go to cosmetology school or somebody who's been out of cosmetology school for some years there's an opportunity for you to front load what you need to go ahead and have a profitable business. Yes. So I, I'll start and then, then you pop in um, Asia. So Asia came to the salon to see me to get her big chop done. And I can't remember if it was late 2014 or early 2015. I know it was cold outside in Chicago. It was 2014. 2014. Okay. Okay. So she was my last last client of the day and I was tired uh, because at that point I was traveling from Atlanta, coming to Chicago, um, just going back and forth and doing the most. So she comes in with this straight hair 
And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I don't do straight hair. <laughs> and I almost turned her away. And she was like, no, no, no. There's some curl under there. So I was like, fine. Let's get you under some water and see what happens. And she had some curl. And we managed to cut like half of her hair off. It was so much hair off. And them little like playtime baby curls semi-wave situation that was happening. She was like, no, 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 this is what I want. And I'm like, I'm going home. Like, ooh, I don't know if she gonna like me after this. <laughs> but you persevered. And how long did it take you through your transition? Oh, it was interesting because I actually, I saw you right before it was time for me to go back to undergrad. And I was in school in Connecticut. Um, so I wasn't able to get my maintenance cuts, right? So... I wasn't also able to tweak my routine. So I was styling my hair ridiculously terribly. Like if that's the thing, like I was styling it for like six months on my own. um, And it wasn't the transition. I still had straight pieces on the end of my hair, but I was wearing it. (laughs) It was a lot going on. So I would say about the six month mark, you was able to get back in there and pivot me in the right direction. And Mm -hmm. it took off from there. We did the second cut and it took off from there. So. All right. So when did you decide uh, what inspired you to go to cosmetology school? Man, that appointment, honestly, that (laughs) appointment (laughs) and that appointment, I understood um, how powerful you were in my life. And I, for me, I had done so much like, personal development for myself. Like, what do I look like? How am I appearing to the world? I know that I have this hair. Why can't I keep it this way? Um, And that was my thing when I came to you. And and when you tell me, you know, your hair is straight. I'm like, no, I seen this hair out the shower. This hair is curly. (laughs) You (laughs) adamant. Like, (laughs) I had to advocate for myself in that moment. Like, no, we're going to get some curls out this hair. And I think what was important for me during that transition was before I came to you, I had already decided that I was beautiful. It didn't matter how I walked out of there. If you needed to cut all of my hair off, it was going to be okay in order for me to get in a space where I could I could feel confident about walking out in the world. And when you gave me the tools, it was like, oh, wait, like this is a thing. And my father was an entrepreneur and he dropped me off at that appointment. And he also paid for half of the appointment. So he was like, we've never paid this much to get your hair done. You better walk out of here looking like everything. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, I think my sister picked me up. So when I got back to the house, my dad looked at my head. He go, um, I could have did that. Like what happened? <laughs> he was just not like he was just like okay if this is what you want to do but my father said dang like you gave that lady all that money for y'all to look like that like, <laughs> but it was interesting because in that moment he was like you should you should do that like if this works out for you <laughs> you should do that so at the time <laughs> <laughs> this is incredibly funny because a number of things. One, 
this happens a lot to us. All three of us, we've experienced the same thing uh, with clients. They may not have say, they may not say it, but I know they've had this experience when they go back home. And yes, it's like, wait a minute, you made this lady how much? Okay, yeah, you can get in on that business, <laughs> right? <laughs> And actually, just to stop and say something, because again, we have been addressing this. It's like, number one, know what you are bringing to the salon. Asia brought transitioning hair that she'd been wearing straight to the salon. There was only so much I can do to help her like, start the path to get to her goals. And that one appointment that was booked at an hour and a half at the end of the day, and I'm not even sure if I was trying to get to the airport that night to get a flight. So there's only so much work that can be done. But then Asia went back home and did the work. Exactly. When you gave me when you gave me the products, it it made sense, you know, and everything else. You was like, whatever you use coming in here, you don't have to tell me what it was. Just don't do that again. And it was like, (laughs) it was like, okay, like so in addition to the appointment, I had my father and my mom invest in the products that were suggested. So with the products, I saw my hair transition so much just in that little bit of time. And coming out of undergrad, I honestly was at a crossroad where I was like, well, should I work for corporate America? And what does that look like for me? Or should I go ahead and build my own brand? Right. So at that time, now that my curls are popping, Everybody's coming up to me like, what do you do to your hair? What are you like? What are you using? All of these things. Right. And I was I was very adamant at the beginning to not look at YouTube. Um, I wanted my own experience. Right. So I would always tell people, well, I can tell you what I use, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And after I got so many encounters of people asking me, I can point you in the direction of who does my hair. However, she's not always here. All of these things, right? I'm like, well, Asia, you could be, you could be in that gap. You could fill that gap. You could be the difference maker for these women because what they're truly asking you is how can I love myself at my, my most authentic self, right? Like, can you give me the access to that? And I feel like that's what at least gave me the access to. So it was that decision. Um, I was, I remember being on the phone with my father and I told him like, you know, I'm thinking about going to get my master's um, because obviously I got this bachelor's degree that they say isn't worth anything. (laughs) And um, I'm like, but I'm also thinking about going to cosmetology school. You all know that I'm, I'm retired from the United States Army and I still had money available to go to school. So it was just a matter of me choosing where to put that money and where to invest in myself. So I chose to go to cosmetology school after my father said to me, well, Asia, I'll tell you this. As long as you work for somebody else, you will have to adjust your lifestyle to what what it is that they choose to pay you. But when you work for yourself, you could adjust your hustle to get exactly what it is that you want. Yeah. He was like, I understand. Okay. 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 <laughs> because my apprehension was, you know, cosmetologists don't get a lot of respect. I don't know how much money I'm going to be able to make. All of these things, um, you know, and I have prided myself on going to a prestigious university, you know, making sure that I had the credentials, just being in this space that society told me was the American dream. So to go now, it's like, you got a bachelor's degree? You want a cosmetology school? 
you retired from the army? Like, this doesn't make sense, right? But when my dad put that in perspective, when he put that in perspective, it just, it, 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 it literally lit up my whole life. So it was the access point to me, like, okay, this is it. Like, you get to choose. What you become at this point is up to you. And that dope. is so, so yeah, so that's, dope. Like, that's, yeah, because actually it's interesting. All three of us have bachelor's degrees and all three of us had different entry points into the beauty industry. So you went after college, uh, but almost immediately after college, I went during college. Don't don't do that. <laughs> and I, you had a fairly like large gap between graduating college and going to cosmetology school and some careers in between. Right. Like graduated from, I got my undergrad in 01 and graduated from mm. cosmetology school. What was that? Uh, 2016. 16. Mm-hmm. 16. Um, so working the, that work experience in between that um, definitely um, had an impact just as well as your experience, Elise. Um, you had some work experience between the time you started working behind the chair. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and That's college. four years. So, yeah. So, so like you, Enter, enter where you enter. Don't be afraid to, if I have this or I have that, or I got some kids or I'm, I feel like I'm too old. There's never a point to where this is not a good option for you if you have the drive to do it. So we know what point in your program that you decided to focus on curls because that was at the absolute beginning for you. <laughs> uh, but how did you navigate school? Uh, regular standard cosmetology school uh, with the interest in curls that you did have? I had access to, at least I actually was on the phone with her on my first on my way to school the first day. I chose to go to the Veda Institute after consulting with her. And she had advised me just to be, just to be present, you know, learn the techniques. It's literally about just being there and, and getting the information that, that they have to offer, you know? So I believe that it was privileged for me to just sit there and just allow them to teach their lesson because I don't know what's on the state board exam, right? So I can tell you when you step out of line as far as like little things, like, no, nah, you shouldn't put oil on here. I I knew that I had to be there to get the hours. So I wasn't trying to change what the system was while I was there. Okay. That, I think that's dope. Now I want to say, I want to ask you this because this conversation is one that is in our industry right now. And then a lot of people have various opinions about adding uh, texture education into the curriculum. Now, what would you say? Because, again, you're you're newer out of school. What what are your feelings on adding some texture education into the cosmetology curriculum? I think that it is necessary to a certain degree. Right. I don't think that we should be teaching ABC one, two, three, like. Um, but I do think that the education that should be taught is just like the basic principles of hair, you know, and how they apply to all hair. So to answer your question, I do think that there should be some education on it, but I think that the way that they're going about it is, is strictly, um, it's about the dollar. It's not about the person. And and that is problematic. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So let's appreciate that opinion. Um, Okay. So let's switch it over a bit more to business. Last few questions is what are your goals for the next five years? I would love to see myself make a million dollars. I think that that'll happen within the next two years. Um, (laughs) Um, 
business wise, I would also I would I would love to be impactful the way that you all have been impactful for me to another community of of stylists. Those are like my two top goals. And just it's so many avenues within the cosmetology realm that you could tap into. So I would it would literally excite me to be able to not necessarily navigate this with blinders on, but see where it is that I can capitalize um, financially, educationally, like all of these things, right, that literally overlap each other. Like the more education you get, then the finances come. So I would love to just keep keep educating myself, right, um, and, and push forward to, to put that education in a space where people like myself or people younger than me can understand that this too could be their journey. So. I, I love this young people energy. I'm not I'm not that young. I'm like, I'm not that no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I love this young people in, no, your energy, you get zapped when you have children. You lose <laughs> all of it. <laughs> All right. So cut it cut it kinky specific questions. So number one, how has cut it kinky contributed to building your clientele? Uh, raising your revenue and your ATM. So before you answer, let me actually explain what ATM is. So we teach um, in our mastermind membership, uh, something to call your ATM, maximizing your ATM, your attention, your time, and your money, because where you focus those things is where you're able to grow or you shrink. So how has being involved with Cut It Kinky um, and us before there was a Cut It Kinky uh, impacted those things for you? Man, it is the access. It is the access. Um, maximizing my ATM, that whole concept, right? Um, Cut it kinky just overall has put me in position to see this profession as truly a profession and not necessarily a, a, an entirely a hustle, right? So I am now running my business on the grounds of what a Fortune 500 company will run their business. When you have the groundwork and the foundation for that, you could you could sit on in a space and confidently say that in two years I'll be a millionaire because you have the groundwork. Right. It shakes my everything, like my whole entire life to see how my life has transformed just in such a short amount of time. It has given me freedom. Would you say freedom? A, a life that, right. Yeah, like freedom. Like a life that I couldn't have imagined for myself. So that is, yeah, like it's hard to find the words, but it's definitely, it's definitely all that it was supposed to be plus some. So I say that to say like my business is a business. I understand what it means to have a online presence, right? We talk about owning an online real estate and how important that is. Um, having a place to send your, send your prospective clients, just so much of it just makes sense. We're making sure that we're making the most out of our time, which then translates to money, especially after this pandemic. It has really opened up in a way for me that I couldn't understand that it would before. It opened up a life for me that my family has never seen coming from a family of entrepreneurs. So, yeah, it made you re that, that is amazing. I don't, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but it made you reimagine because, I mean, a cosmetology school, the way they sell what Absolutely. you could be doing 
they, first of all, they sell Absolutely. a hustle. <laughs> they sell a hustle. Absolutely. And I was like, why don't people like I paid you all this money? And I mean, I'm not I didn't do an expensive school as expensive as y'all, but even still, I paid thousands of dollars and you're telling me to hustle? Like, that's not I'm not going to survive on a hustle. So I feel like, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. It made you reimagine how you can show up in this industry to Absolutely. think beyond the things that people told you, platform artists, and listen, no shade, but platform artists working for brands, like these are the things that you are to- going on tour or whatever it is, yeah. uh, an educator, like those are things that they tell you about. But there's, I live in so LA, many. becoming a celebrity stylist, like, you know, and yeah, you're absolutely right. And realistically, like being in cosmetology school and paying them $30,000 to be there for them to tell me, Ooh. you all better get good at washing hair. I'm sorry, what? Like $30,000 and I better get good at what? Like, I'm sorry. Like, it just didn't make sense. But it didn't make sense for me, like, from the from the beginning, because I know how much I was paying to get my hair cut. Like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Having a goal prior to going to cosmetology school was absolutely, like, mind blowing. Like, okay, no, that doesn't apply to me. I won't be that won't be me. Okay, y'all can do that if y'all want to. Um, so yeah, it's definitely you're able to see where you're right. able to see your destination or see where you can actually go on that path versus the very limited vi- vision and view that they give you in cosmetology school. Because I mean, hey, I graduated in 2006, and the, the vision was even more limited at that time because we weren't really using social media to do any type of promotion or business building and coming out of a corporate uh, school in that manner. You're right. You better get good at washing hair because that's what you're going to be doing for two years. But I'm like, I went straight into management uh, because I'm like, I can't make $8 an hour. I have student loans from undergrad and student loans from going to a beta. And in 2006, I still paid $11,000 to go. on can't. My Sally made private. We didn't even have like federal funding at that time. I cannot make eight dollars an hour. I have to live, <laughs> right. and so that I think that's that's also the reason why so many people. Uh, was like one out of five stylists is still behind the chair five years after they graduate cosmetology school, and so that's what we really want to do with Cut It Kinky is giving a new vision of the business possibilities um, that can happen in this industry, no matter where you went to school, no matter who you are, no matter what your life circumstances are. So last question, because I know you need to get out of here, is uh, what would you tell a stylist? Fresh out of cosmetology school, been in the industry forever and ever. What would you tell them who's on the fence about investing in Cutty Kinky? I would tell them that it is an investment unlike any other investment that they've made. And it is the truest investment that will continue to give. Um, So, yeah, I would tell them to absolutely do it. I would tell them that this is, like I said before, this is the access. This is the point where you're like, it got to be more than this. Oh, it's on the other side of Cut It Kinky. Literally just walk through the doors and and we're going to embrace you and make sure that you know, it. there's a whole community of us, right? Obviously, Aisha and Elise, they are cut it kinky, but realistically, their receipts are shown through us. We're here for you as a community. And yeah, like, come, come, uh, allow your life to be greater than you ever imagined it to be. You owe that to yourself. And honestly, more than you owe it to yourself, you owe it to the rest of the world. You owe it to your clients to give them everything that you could be. 
to do anything less would be a disservice. Love it. Love it. So thank you so much, Asia, for yes, taking Asia. your time before your workday uh, to join us <laughs> on the podcast. Um, and if you want to visit, visit Asia in Downey, California, tell us where everybody can find you on social and your website and all that good stuff. Yes, you can find me at A Curly Walk on every single platform that is A Curly Walk. So that is A-C-U-R-L-Y-W-A-L-K. You can find me there um, at curlywalk.com as well if you're looking to uh, book an appointment. Thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, And we can't wait to see what you do out in these streets. And when you make that million, <laughs> we are going to have the big you know. celebration. You know I'm going to fly myself to California. You know that. You know that. <laughs> I'm going to fly you. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs>